Hello and welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in, into the ratings war of WCW and WWF. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, and I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hello, love! Wow. No-so's living legend, Mike Booble. Pip-pip, cheerio! What the hell's going on? <laughs> How's it going, guys? We're coming off Road Wild. Yes, we are. A Saturday pay-per-view, so we had 48 hours to decompress. Yep. We were Road Wild, put away wet? Yes, we were Road Wild and put away wet. I put that bike away, <laughs> you know, how to put it away, store it yeah, for next did. year's stor- Sturges. Oh, that's right. Bring it out in a year. Yep. Yep, mm. yep. We'll get that going, and uh, we're going to rock and roll. But uh, we're in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We're in Colorado for Nitro, and for when we get to Raw, it's the go-home show to SummerSlam. So That'll we, be an out-of-body experience, guys. We get to mark out no-sell later on tonight. We too. do. So can't wait for that. So let's start the show off Don't like normal. a sarcastic little twat. Oh. Oh, thank you, sir. Let's start the Your night. bloody cunt. Yeah, uh, there it is. I was going to go. I, I, in, in my head, <laughs> in my head, I went, huh. He didn't call me a cunt. I thought about it. And then he just did. Yeah, then, yeah. We will booble with the slide and saved. Uh, Yo, we buttly cunt. Yep. So let's start off. WWE Nitro, August 16th, 1999. Colorado Springs in Colorado. Let's start the show off with a recap of what happened last week. Hogan's uh, little Nick before the car crash tells him where's the oh, gear. His son. I was like, what are you getting out here? His son. Tells <laughs> him wh- where the gear that he brought, the red and yellow. Hogan does the squats and gets sneak attacked. That was awesome. Hogan and uh, Nash putting their careers on the line. Well, one does. And well, the Sting other did it for him. Sting does it for him. Uh, Hogan coming back out as Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow, or according to A-Rod, the uh, yellow and orange. Since he's a huge uh, Hogan fan. Well, of huge. course. Since he is one of the, if not the greatest Yankee of all time. You. Oh, he's got a chair. <laughs> what are you doing, Corey? Just keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get highlights of the main event. Corey's going to hit you with a chair. I know. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Nash laying down to the uh, Scorpion deadlock for the match then. So, you know, Sid, so the team of Psycho Sid or Sid Vicious, Rick Steiner and Kevin Nash lose. Let me respond. Let me repeat that. Sid Steiner Nash lose last week. Okay, we'll move on for future references. We didn't talk about, but did you catch on the paper where they called him psychotic? Yeah. I was like, oh Jesus, all right. Yeah, he is psychotic. So this is epic <laughs> foreshadowing. So let's start the show off with the Nitro Girls once again out of place. Epic four point. Uh, commentary team is Tony and Bobby. Scott Hudson's still on the uh, IR now. Uh, Hulkamania lives. It's still going. Harlem Heat uh, winning the tag titles last night, which you can listen to on the pay-per-view war stories. Benoit winning, re- retaining the U.S. title. Guys, so Saturday it was Sid. Uh, it was Sid versus Sting, Hogan versus Nash. Tonight, Sid versus Hogan for the title. It was signed yesterday. Hmm. So it was a de facto number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, they say Probably should hype that. By the way, guys, I don't know if you know this, but as I said earlier in the show, a minute ago, Sid Steiner and Nash lost the six man tag last week. However, guys, Sid, since he won last night, is somehow fifty five and zero. Excuse me. Yeah, he lost last week, but he's now instantly fifty five and zero. 
Um, Corey, when did Sid come back to WCW? The Great American Bash, June 14th, 13th. How many shows have they had since then? <laughs> A handful. Less than 50. <laughs> <laughs> so he is 55 and 0. You know what, Joe? We're not watching Saturday night. I bet you he's won like 14 matches a week on Saturday he night, must, right, Corey? He must do like a gauntlet match. <laughs> like he, uh, Saturday night means one thing to Sid. Gauntlet matches. Was there a battle royal at a house show somewhere? <laughs> no, has to. <laughs> and he eliminates them all, and that's how they say uh, that's his... Yeah, I don't get it. 55 and 0. That's a wrap. You know what? It is a wrap. Photo stills of Road Wild. Of Sid and Sting. Guys, let's start this night off hot. All right. All right. First match of the night, Lash LaRue well, fuck. versus Juventud Guerrero. The best thing, though, the feud is still going on between Hoovy and The Ramp. Yep. It'll Fight forever. Start. Fight It'll forever. Uh, Hoovy with a pop-up. Her- love him yelling Hoovy juice all the way down the ramp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hoovy uh, with the pop-up Hurricane Rana. My question to you guys, before I move on to this, is Hoovy playing the face or the heel? Because he, he Or he's just playing Hoovy. You don't worry about that. He's Hoovy. Okay. <laughs> Technically, he's still the heel, but <laughs> but he does face uh, he does face uh, moves. His gimmick during the match and all the way to the ring is fucking air. Yep. yep. So so they go they fight for a tad bit until Sid comes out and choke slams Hoovy and power bombs Larue. That's two wins. Crowd's hype for the match and chants Hogan when Sid enters the ring. Sid then powerbombs LaRue because of them chanting Hogan's name. This is important uh, for what you're about to say because the announcers have already announced the title match. So, go ahead. Okay. Sid comes out and he's yelling the whole time. Sid's uh, name will be heard the loudest in the year 2000. Mm-hmm. Sid will have more wins than anyone in the history of wrestling in the year 2000. Goldberg will be obsolete. Sid doesn't like coming out and beating people like this because he has to. I love this. I like, love that part. I don't have to I do this. I don't want to beat people up. <laughs> I have to. I love that part. Just, I don't want to, but I have to. Then Sid turns his attention to Hogan. Hogan, I want a title shot tonight. No, no, he says, just he just repeats, give me what I give want. Me yeah, give me what, what I, I want. want. Hogan's not the real champ. Somewhere Batista's writing copious notes. Hogan, <laughs> he says, Hogan's not the real champ until he faces, goes through Sid. Uh, two weeks ago. Sid is going to have to do this all night, and that's the bottom line. What is with this company, man? Stays giving people two words. Sid's going to ask the bottom line. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I half expect. Hogan to reply by telling him to rest in peace. <laughs> brother. <laughs> if you smell what the Hulkster's cooking. <laughs> brother. So Sid comes out. He says he's going to run run up shock. Up shock. Rough shock. Rough shock. Up shock. That means it's up to Sid to run rough shock throughout the whole night. So let's move on to our next match. Steven Regal, or Steve, according to WCW now, he just goes by Steve. Stefan Regal. Stefan Regal <laughs> with Dave that. Taylor versus Scotty Riggs. God damn it. Match goes for a little bit until <laughs> Sid comes back on out. So here's the deal. I'm going to be honest with you folks. Okay. I was looking forward to the match until Riggs' music hit. Right. And then I went, Sid's coming out. Yep. yep. As soon as I knew he was wrestling Riggs, Riggs I was like, yep. oh, okay. Sid comes out. Sid chokeslams Regal and powerbombs Riggs. Sid yells at the camera. That, this will happen all night long. Sid uh, comes to the camera and then tells Hogan to give him what he wants. And he'll just stop. He will stop. 
if Hogan gives him what he wants. And Goldberg, that's one more for him. <laughs> so I do love that uh, this is high job. He's not cutting the promo to the crowd, just the camera. And the people at home watching already know the title match. <laughs> yep. yeah. uh, cool, but guys. It's those dudes. They do that all the time. <laughs> you know, look at a fall, uh, fall Can I, brawl. Can I ask you what's better? Yeah. Is it WCW where they're allowed to talk to the cameras and acknowledge them? Or WWE F where they're not allowed to acknowledge cameras? I prefer they there. talk to the cameras. Yeah, so do I. I do. I prefer the WWE. 100%. But I get your point a thousand yeah. percent. But it's like... I, it always bothers me that they can't acknowledge there's a camera in their face. But I feel like you could use a mic and talk to the camera. Yeah. No, accomplish you, both. You're right. Yep. <laughs> Why would the live crowd need to know what the hell the main event is? Nah. Right? Nah. Um, here. At this point, this is when Tony realizes that Sid counts all these as wins. He's like, do you just count those two? Yep. I like <laughs> how it just dawned on Tony Schiavone, the lead commentator, how the story goes. Because nobody can tell the announcers anything. So he had to piece it together in the second segment of the show. Oh, wait a minute. That's how he's getting these numbers. He's just attacking people and adding marks to his victory. No. Okay. Well, let's add some marks to these photo stills from Road Ride of Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash. Let's go to our next match, shall we? Say work right, really enough. Yeah. Say, let's go to the next match. It's the cat with Sonny Ono versus Mike Enos. Cat predicts that he uh, that he will beat Mike in four minutes, and if he doesn't, he'll leave this town and never come back. <laughs> That's fucking phenomenal. God all damn these, it. All these... I hate you, Redneck. <laughs> yep. Uh, according to Tony, um, uh, Enos has a win streak on Saturday night of like two. Cat uh, goes for a spin kick, but Enos reverses it into like a one arm power bomb. Uh, Enos lifts the cat in the air and just drops him on the mat again. There's more to be done with Enos. Yeah. I'm not saying it's high, but there's more that can be done with him. This company, at this point, is riddled with the fact that they have talent, but they're not doing anything with it. It's, yeah. it's the weird thing, right? Like, somebody at that office is a fucking great talent scout, and then that's where it stops. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I did my part. It's been like, if somebody in, like for the Yankees is like, hey, we got all these prospects in AA. Yeah. Let's keep them there. Bringing Barry Bonds. I mean, I did my part. <laughs> <laughs> like, I found the talent. It's not my job to distribute it. Uh, Ono gets on in the ring. And Enos goes for the grow press slam on him, but the cat kicks Enos in the head and covers him. The match went, goes about two minutes, and but they say the match went three minutes and twenty nine seconds. Now, four minutes. That means, now he can, that means he can come back. Now we get a promo for a upcoming wrestler called Berlin. As he's technical, determined, and uh, victorious. As it's just him posing for the camera or looking as there's just music playing. So I have, I have a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Alex Wright. Yes. We all know it's Alex yeah. Wright. Mm-hmm. So in 1999, yeah. they've at least taken the time to update Alex Wright. And update Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. But your main event is we go back... 1983 Red and Yellow Hulk Hogan? Well, I... Because he said so, brother. Either you want the future or you want the past. It's weird. Lean into one or the other. Like, fine, but pick a direction. It's weird because I will say Hogan did have the balls to completely reinvent himself three years earlier. Mm -hmm. He's just going back now. Uh, To be honest, more people on the roster needed to reinvent themselves. Um... At least Savage and Red had the balls to do it. 
Savage especially. Yeah. That guy could have coasted on oh, easily. his shit forever. Look at you, Piper. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and Alex Wright needed the techno wonderkind with the fluorescent colored tights is a little too mid-90s. By 99, it was played out. And then you're like, and that is true, but then Disco is still here. And Alex Wright is so much better than Disco. That is undoubtedly true. Like, yeah, you know, you're right. They, they, they're trying to embrace the past, but they don't know what they're doing. I, uh, I, I'm intrigued by the character. Um, I hope he can still wrestle as good as Alex Wright, because he has been out for a fucking while at this point now. If I am going to be completely honest with you, so I don't, it's been a long time. It's worrisome. But he's not Alex Wright because, but it's not that he can't. It's like his the gimmick doesn't dictate that he wrestled like Alex Wright. The character dictates a different kind of action. Do you remember like him and Lionheart Chris Jericho? Mm -hmm. Fuck, dude. So my question to you is, and I don't know the answer to this either, but how different would Alexander Wright? The character he was supposed to come back in April, mm-hmm. which is looks wise exactly the same. They've just changed the name to Berlin and gave him some more gimmicks. Mm-hmm. How would Alex Wright have Alexander Wright had been different from Alex Wright? That's I, the question. I, I would say that it would might be that tweak that he might need instead of doing the full name change, but, especially especially when the last time we saw him, he had that same. Uh, Look, look, yeah, and I, then Tony's like, "Is that Alex Wright?" Yeah. But then I am a fan, however, of like if you change your gimmick drastically like that, or if you go from heel to face, your move sets to be different. You shouldn't be the same worker. Yeah. That, so that in that sense, sense uh, his move set should be different. I'm going into it with an open mind because no, I'm curious about seeing it. I haven't watched late '99 WCW in forever. I have never seen Berlin wrestle, so I don't remember. A lot of Berlin. Until two weeks ago, I forgot it was. So, I forgot that was the thing. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking forward to a, a Berlin. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm not disappointed, but we'll see. Sting was ahead of his time. Sting walked out. <laughs> He's well, already gone. Fuck it. I'm so, out of here. <laughs> let's cut backstage as we find out that Sid is attacking Silver King and La Parka in the back. This is awesome, La Parka. <laughs> this is this is one this of is... Tony Schiavone's infamous lines in Nitro history <laughs> coming up. So good. What's the line? Thank God for the, for the popcorn. popcorn. Yep. So Sid chucks a keg. Sid, <laughs> Sid powerbombs LaParka on a big bag of popcorn. God damn Thank it, God dude. for the popcorn. Sid yells at the camera what for hope. What did LaParka throw at him? And Sid was like, do you remember? I don't remember what it was, but it was inconsequential. Parker was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sid yells at the camera for Hogan to give him what he wants. And here was a stop attacking people. I have to say, I love the mannerisms of what Sid's doing. It's like, I don't want to come out here, but I will. I'm just going to attack people in the fucking concession yep. stand. Nope. God damn it. That was phenomenal back there. <laughs> Thank God for the popcorn. Thank God for the popcorn. <laughs> Let's move on to our Cruiserweight Championship match between Rey Mysterio Jr. and Lenny Lane with Lodi. Lane gets the jobber entrance. And first thing I thought of is what you thought of earlier. Well, Sid's coming out. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ray grabs Lenny from behind, and Lenny starts Man. to shake his hip, and Ray's like, oh, hell no. Uh, Lenny and L- Lodi hug, and the crowd hates that. Uh, Ray hits a Hurricane Rana, 
uh, Ray does a song, sunset flip off the ropes to the on the outside to Lodi. Lenny then hits a corkscrew moonsault from the top turret. Out and I was like, what the to fuck? The, on the outside. And then here comes Sid. Like, I, know, I was like, we could have had this Lenny the whole fucking time? What, where the fuck has this been? Right. <laughs> Again, the, the gimmick dictates... Jesus, dude! ...that you don't get that Lenny. Uh, Sid comes out, but as this is happening, uh, Ray hits a Bronco Buster and then does not see Sid as he poses on the second turnbuckle, and then Sid grabs him and then... As the crowd is losing it. I Okay, so two things. One, given how he reacted earlier, not really sure I would have given Lenny the Bronco Buster. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as he stood up on the ropes and it and the camera just stayed in that position, I was like, where's the hand? Yeah. Where's the hand? And sure enough, it Here comes the right hand, there. and Sid chucks Ray to the middle of the uh, That was a cool of the ass visual. Because yeah. like, I was like, oh, we chose. I was like, oh, he just threw his punk ass. <laughs> yep. What is with Ray, man? They just f- fucking throw him. Like That is so crazy to me. Like, awesome. he is smaller than most people wrestling. He's not tiny. No. Like, it is so weird. So- yep. Yeah. Uh, Sid goes... Um, for another, uh, he Sid choke slams the Lane brothers and power bombs Ray. Sid goes for another power bomb on Ray, but Sting comes out and Sting and Sid begin to brawl until Hogan comes out, dude, and makes the save. Sid leaves the ring. Sid leaves the ring, and Hogan is gets as he gets in. The crowd is losing it though. I was so confused. He's been calling out Hogan the whole night. Why is Sting the first one out with Hogan like hobbling, they, they, hobbling, Mike? Behind him. Because they fought last night? And you lost decisively. Like, I don't... Why are you here? Well, we'll find out why Sting's well, there. I, yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to pigeonhole him in, though. Uh, Hogan's in the ring. Sting's in the ring. Here comes Mean Gene. Um, With the shank of eating already? No, not yet. I don't know, but Hogan, Stone Cold Hogan's about to get to my... Ho- Hogan says that he's here to train, say his prayers, and kits, kick Sid's ass. Tony, well, that's a new one. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet. And I, I love the fact Sid's on has the mic and he says, "There's a miscommunication," and like leaves. Champ has made a mistake. Some are second notes. <laughs> I just love that. Like, there's a miscommunication. I'm out of here. Um, Hogan says because of Sting. Uh, is the one that got Nash to put up his career because I forgot the line. Hogan offers Sting a title match at na- next week's Nitro since it's in Las Vegas. All by guaranteeing the main event is irrelevant tonight. Yes, sir. Sting woos and poses, and they take that as a yes, so they then have to ask him if that's a yes. Sting's like, uh, that's a big definite yes. Hogan says that he'll train, say his prayers, and kick Sting's ass next week. Sting then hits the hits the camera with the oh my look. It's like what he goes, the- he goes fucking Jim Halpert on the fucking camera. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I was like, is that where the inspiration came from for the office? <laughs> yeah. Sting in ninety nine. Confirm. Yep. Huge Sting fan. I was just like, this the second week in a row. This is a whack ass interview segment with Hogan. Like he, it's like he forgot how to cut a Hulk Hogan right? promo. Like you're Hogan, dude. It's like what you do is talk people into shit. I mean, I get it. There was a difference between a Hulk Hogan promo and a Hollywood Hogan mm-hmm. promo, but it's like he just forgot how to throw a Hulk Hogan promo out yeah, there. You have to remember, guys. He had his outsider brother Kevin Nash with him to help him with that. <laughs> oh my God! I was like Jesus. Uh, and so 
<sighs> and the second week in a row, Sting has come out to do Hogan's job for him. So Sting loses clean and decisively to Sid. Yes. On a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And because of that, is the de facto number one contender next week? Yes. Because here's because the Because he's always had my back, brother. He's my best friend, Except dude. Guys, if, if, <laughs> Except for that 17 months where he yeah. stalked my ass. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you have to also remember, Fall Brawl 1998, the battle of the three teams, during the mid-match to find out who's the number one contender, they go... Well, tomorrow night on Nitro, Sting's <laughs> facing Hogan for the title. Goldberg. Oh, Goldberg yep. for the title. You're giving away uh, that Sting's not winning the match, or... Not only that, but I, uh, in retrospect, you're giving away Goldberg and Sting on Nitro. <gasps> Woo! Oh, okay. So let's see if they give us this match. As they could have had Goldberg as champ for a year and a half with Correct. the main level, yeah. main event dudes they had. Yeah. Just feed them one a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they ran through all of them in three months. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember the last two months of his world title, and he was a non factor, almost never on Nitro. Yeah. yeah. He was never there. He was, it, it, the build for his. He ran out of dates, brother. The build yeah. for Starcade was this Nash going, I'm going to beat Goldberg. And Goldberg's like, I'm not even showing up today. <laughs> I want to punch a limo. Yeah. They had to bring Bigelow in to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. It was Bigelow and Goldberg, <laughs> not Nash. Yeah. De facto. Uh, so our next match here. Is a tag match of ICP, the insane clown posse, with Raven and Vampiro versus Public Enemy. Jesus. Uh, Public Enemy comes out, brings out two tables, stack them. Caution taped for yeah. reasons unknown. However, this match is the battle of the hockey jerseys. Yes, it is. Uh, can I just give you my note for the match? Yeah. Uh, novelty beginning to wear off. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Clarify, is that on the posse or public enemy? You pick whichever one you think I'm talking about, you're right. <laughs> because I will tell you what, I kind of agree with you, but the, the posse were way better workers than public enemy. They were. They were. Uh, isn't that a damning indictment of public it is, enemy? But they are also, um, when they are not in the ring with an Eddie or a Ray, not, not good. Yeah. Not good. Um, not good. My fa- can I tell you my favorite part of the, of the match? Yeah. The part I don't understand at all, but I fucking love. Okay. Vampiro. Vampiro. When the camera's not on, when we don't tell you to come over there, don't get over there. Unless Bobby the Brain Heenan tells you to come over. (laughs) Tony's okay. What? Bobby's like, I don't know. Uh, I I dig a style. I was like, what the fuck is that? But if you notice, can I bring you back to something? Two weeks ago, for some reason, when the Deadpool came out, it took like five minutes. Remember Vampiro yeah. was like high-fiving every fan in the arena? He came over and shook Bobby Heenan's hand. Remember that? Yeah. And then this one, I'm like, are they doing something? It's like, is Bobby Heenan in charge of the Deadpool or some shit like that? I think they are. I don't think they told Bobby. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know he's in the middle of a storyline. Unless Bobby the Brain Heenan sends you over here, you get the fuck away from yeah, me. Yep. So I loved it. <laughs> uh, crowd's behind ICP. Uh, Rock or Rock hits the top rope. Frankensteiner on Shaggy Tudo. Uh, yeah. Public Enemy puts Shaggy on the... Um, on the tables and does the springboard sunset flip off top of each other. Bottom table doesn't really break. Okay, let me break this up too. Pet peeve of mine with Public Enemy. And it happens quite often on these table spots. And it happened here. And it really pissed me off because Shaggy Too Dope, not a worker, not a full-time wrestler. Rocco Rock, when he does it, he hits them in the knees. Yeah. Instead of the upper torso, you could fuck a guy up like that. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> and uh, these two of all people should fucking know uh, not to be disrespectful to the business. They just got their ass beat for two months in the other company because <laughs> right. they were. Right. Maybe learn a fucking lesson. Uh, in the match, the ref is arguing arguing with Violent J as he's not the legal man. So Grunge runs in and does a splash on to uh, does a, like a splash the ref as they were fighting in the corner. Vampiro does a top rope heel kick. That was crazy. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it was awesome. Jesus Christ! And uh, uh, does the uh, Vampiro spike or the nail in the coffin and put onto a. Grunge and it puts Violent J on top of Grunge for the win. So the ref is in arguing the with the arguing with the ref saying, "Hey, you're not the legal man." And then the ref makes the three count for the non-legal man. Name of the coffin's a great name for a move. It is. It is. It's so but that, good. That the the heel kick from the top rope. That was bad. That was badass. I have, I have a weird question. I don't know how I feel about asking it, but I'm going to ask it. Alrighty. Is Vampiro becoming the hardcore Holly of Nitro? <laughs> He's dangerously close. He is dangerous it's close. Kind of, it's kind of entertaining in a He's stupid way. Yeah, like it shouldn't work. No. And you should know it's not going to... Hey, if, if Bobby the Brand Heenan didn't tell you to come over here, get but the fuck does. away from us. It's really entertaining. He's like the best worker in the Insane Clown Posse tag team. Yep. And he's not even in the match. Yep. He's killing it with the camera outside. Yep. And I, I've... Oddly found it really entertaining two weeks ago when as the heels, he's over there high-fiving... Everybody. Every fan in attendance. Yep. The character doesn't make sense, and I kind of love it. Yeah. It's weird. It's making me hate Conan more, too, by the way. You're joining you know what? I'm Team Vampiro now. Team Vampiro. Fuck Conan. Put that fucking music. Yep. Until, unless Bobby Heenan tells you not to. <laughs> I just want to ask him, what the fuck was the Bobby Heenan thing? He'll be like, who's Bobby Heenan? Yeah, who the fuck? He ain't doing so well these days. <laughs> Uh, we get the Nitro Girls, and then we go to Mean Gene in the ring, and he brings out Harlem Heat. Shank of the evening. Um, I think it is. Okay. I wouldn't say Shank in front of Harlem Heat. But <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It is. It is the Shank of the evening. Because this is Gene, Gene's last one. No, he has one more. So, uh, Booker T goes off and says, uh, I, I, first, I don't like the triad, but I got to thank DDP. For uh, for him, it it wouldn't be for him if for Harlem Heat to get back together. Uh, Stevie Ray says that he had to join his brother and leave all those other fruit booties in the NWO. Uh, Booker T says that they're fighting champions and that they will be defending the titles every week. And then Stevie Ray has like that weird Stevie Ray stare, Is that like a Kentucky face. Yeah, like what? I love the Stevie Ray face. <laughs> I don't I like, understand it, is but it, I love it. It's yeah. better than Eli face. He has it during the tag match later on tonight, too. I'm like, what is happening? It's like, <laughs> what it looks like to me is like Booker T or whoever's talking or later yeah. on in the match, Booker T's wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's TV Ray's over in the corner trying to do quantum mathematics. Yeah. <laughs> he's like having trouble. Like, yeah. Maybe he's, wasn't he called Kegels? Maybe that's what he's doing. He's <laughs> 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 like, what's the square root of pi, sucker? <laughs> Three? No. Four? No. Uh, we get p- photo Thomas stills. Jefferson, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Thomas. He is showing us our photo stills from Road Wild as it was the triad versus Harlem Heat. I we, did like, uh, for some reason, Stevie Ray does, does bust out a line like, when you're fighting my brother, you're fighting me, fool. Yep. Uh, yep. Out of nowhere. And I was like, but it was a cool line, too. Was, right. And the crowd popped. They're fucking into this team, man. Uh, this uh, Harlem Heat, man. Are they man? the... 
Are they the most over team in the 90s? In WCW, yes. Like more than the Steiner Brothers? More than... I mean, not the Outsiders, I guess. But... I would give Outsiders more over... Like, uh, I would say Harlem, tag team? Harlem Heat is the best tag team in WCW in the 90s. They Their run lasted longer than the Steiners the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, when they came back, the Steiners were great, but Harlem Heat was better. Um, yeah. Are, I think, they, are I think, they underrated? Historically, yes. Because Histor- a lot of people now just think of Booker T as the WWE guy. They don't even think of his WCW run solo. Because they give, like, because... Uh... Because it's always the comparison, but, you know, Stevie Ray was the Marty Jannetty of the team, but is he better than Marty Jannetty? As a worker, no. Were they a better team than the Rockers? No. The Rockers were a better team. They, however, Harlem Heat fit their time frame and where they were. They were the perfect team for that time and place, and they worked. Uh, They wouldn't have worked in WF, because Vince would have made sure. Yeah. They would have been men on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. But in WCW, they were the perfect place, the perfect time, and they were allowed to be themselves, and it worked. And so historically, they're underrated, and mostly because people think of Booker as WWE guy, and Stevie Ray doesn't get the respect he deserves. Booker was the far better worker. Sure. There's no doubt. But a lot, you know, what a lot of people fail to recognize is Booker T didn't find that charisma until later. Stevie was the charisma of the team. For the majority of the run. Yeah. He almost never talked, Booker. Yeah. I mean, because he wasn't good at it. Yeah. A lot of people forget that. To me, they're kind of like the Hart Foundation. Brett was the worker, and the first part, Anvil was the charisma mm-hmm. for days. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever thinks of that, though. Yeah, you. He's ready to come back to work. <laughs> well, they gave us another Berlin promo. Same one. Same one. Same one. Good. So let's do another promo, shall we? NWO Black and White. God damn it. <laughs> but, uh, Horace, Vincent, Brian Adams, and Scott Norton. Hey, guys. Scott Norton is still with NWO. Uh, they have to tie up some loose ends here. Tying up some loose ends, indeed. I've, uh, only, I've only got one question. Yeah. Who the fuck told Brian Adams to shave his goddamn beard? Gene Simmons. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so off-putting. Right? So I got to say, I kind of... At first, I was like, who the fuck? Oh, it's Brian Adams. Got it. I kind of enjoyed this promo for what it was. Because Horace says that... Uh, so- he says that uh, that he, he heard what Harlem Heat were saying earlier tonight. And uh, Horace knows that they can't be any one of the uh, one of them or, or them in a tag match or in a singles match. Uh, Scott Norton uh, gets in, uh, says that Stevie Ray is a dead man. Norton says, maybe if you crawl back, it'll give you your spot. Then he goes, wait, no, no, I won't. If you crawl back, I won't. Never mind. Um, Brian Adams gets on the mic. and then Brian like, Adams just pushes through everyone. Like pushes through everybody. And, uh, like he's still second in command. Damn right. Not for long. Uh, as he's trying to talk, Norton grabs him like by the, the uh, like shoulder and like, keeps shoving him off. And he goes, Adam goes, Norton has a great idea. So tonight... It's going to be me and Vincent versus Harlem Heat for the titles. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Scotty Norton not having any of that. Scotty Norton <laughs> and the entire NWO had none of that as the NWO jump second in second command. Second in command. Where's the respect? None. There was well, none. There's no leader, so. They attack. First in command? Brian Adams. I guess that was a power play. Leader? Is this a coup? Stevie Ray left and he was leader. Is this later. a coup? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> this thing is dying. So, yeah, NWO, Black and I White. I got actively depressed when I heard the music. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, like, He's like, oh, damn. It's like a bad taste in your mouth. the memories alone. <laughs> when you hear the music, you're like, just let it die. die. <laughs> let it die. Stop. Go towards the lights. So, guys, NWO attack Brian Adams. Good. So we're down to three members of the NWO. It's still strong. When, when, hey, when I think of the NWO, I think of Scott Norton, Vincent, and Horace, Horace. Hogan. There's a Hogan. Mm-hmm. All you need is a Hogan. Hogan, 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 Hogan brother. And Norton and Vincent have been around since fall 96. So All you need is there Hogan. we go. <laughs> Too bad it's Horace Hogan, the uh, Eric Trump of the New World Order. Hey, hey, hey. We've seen those death matches, Horace, so we got to give him some respect. Okay, yeah, he's the Donald Trump Jr. Of there you go. The Scott Order. Norton and Horace ever had a death match? No, but damn, I've So let's go back to the ring with Mean Gene as, as he is Kidman in the ring. And he goes, first off, Kidman, Jesus. you're a chick magnet. And uh, the chick's all like, ah! I'm, I'm sure bras went off. And, oh, yeah. It was a... Uh, they're, they're not wearing bras. And he was probably like, the springs. I'm eating filet mignon at home, yeah. but I want your little the, baloney ass. I don't need number six on the way home, bro. <laughs> yeah. The springs were flowing in Colorado. <laughs> uh, Gene was wondering, hey, what's with your new click? Kidman, Eddie, Ray, uh, you, Eddie, Ray, and yeah, and Conan. <laughs> As I heard, I was like, click, how dare you, first That's- of all. I thought the same thing. You notice how quickly Kidman shut that down. Like, no, we're just a group of friends. We're named the Filthy nope. Animal. Yeah. We're, we're not the click. We're not the click. We're not the click. <laughs> he couldn't say that fast enough. Kidman calls them the, the Filthy Animals because, hey, they like, they like to party. They like women. <laughs> this would get booed in 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It got, it got booed here. This was terrible. Uh, well, Gene, the girls liked it. Then Gene brings the girls up- squealed. The Gene then brings up the Nitro Girls video. Kimba could have been goose-stepping. They would have chucked a cheer. See that dude? Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> uh, they bring up the Nitro Girls video, and they wonder how many times they watched it. And I think Gene's like, I watched it like 17 times. Kimba's like, I'm, a, I'm way above that. Yeah, way above that, pal. Like, are we... Are we jacking... What are we doing here? Yeah, we're jacking Kidman off in the middle of the ring. Yeah. No, basically, they're... They're insinuating that they jacked yeah, off yeah. to the Nitro they pay-per-view so many times. So many Nitro, times. like... What the fuck is happening? And then Gene asks, "You hey, work with them? Hey, 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 Billy, who's your favorite Nitro girl?" Well, I mean, they're all beautiful, but no, no disrespect to Dallas, but I'd really like to fuck the shit out of Kimberly. I was like, "Well, you lost me, kidding. You're wrong on that answer." But uh, Che's in the group. But I, mean, I wouldn't turn her down, though. I mean, but yeah. she's not my number one pick. DDP comes out. And he's like, what the hell's wrong with you? And then he just slaps the shit out of Kidman. And he's like, all right, bring a ref down yeah, here. I, match. I, gotta, I gotta beat this kid up. Play it. Uh, DDP has Kidman on his, uh, on his shoulders and looks like he's going for the TKO uh, diamond cutter. But Kidman reverses it into a roll-up for the win. It was a back-and-forth match. After the, after the roll-up, DDP diamond cuts uh, the ref. The good old Scott Hall wins. Uh, where you're putting over the young guy, but you're not really putting over the young guy. No, yep. not really. Uh, Kidman gets back on. Uh, you're not taking that finisher. Yep. DDP Diamond cuts the ref. Then D- Kidman jumps on the back of uh, Page, and then he gets Diamond cutted from that. Kidman uh, DDP puts Kidman's foot underneath the top turnbuckle and rips his shirt off. And the crowd goes crazy again. Grabs the ref's belt again and starts to whip him. Then DDP puts the belt around Kidman's che- uh, neck. neck and starts to choke him. But then uh, Kimberly comes out. Here's where I'm torn. Hey, now. Roll Tide. Oh, indeed. <laughs> she oh. was looking oh. live. Oh, hello. It- Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> hello. I'm a even-killed guy most yeah. of the time. 
But if I had something like that, <laughs> I think I'd be acting like Dallas too. <laughs> you said what? Motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, I, you know, you want to walk I back mean, that number one pick talk? Because holy fuck, oh, Tory's the top. Yes, yeah, holy hell, but oh, hello. She, she's she's going after that gorgeous George Crown for second. You know what I'm talking Ooh. about? Because she's taking it. For, yeah, she took it. Her. What she? What, the, Damn the 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 uh, nitro girl outfit that she was wearing tonight. That. Because I'm not moment. a blonde guy, so... Yeah, no, I'm all about them brunettes, yeah. so... Holy uh, hell. I will not lie, my... Which is my, a further testament to how hot Tori Wilson is. Yep. I will not lie, my jaw dropped once the camera panned to, kid, to Kimberly. I'm like, I know, I stepped on it. It was he- weird. Hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah. So, Whew. Paige and Kimberly walk off as she's trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with him. I... You. <laughs> yep. so I can think of two things. Let's, yeah. uh, let's move on to what the hell is we get Disco Inferno as God he comes out and he wants to talk about some stuff. He says that Kidman and the filthy animals have been calling him all week for him to join them. And by the way, guys, I'll call you. Don't call me. Ooh, you badass. He's the wolf pack. He just like weasels his way into groups. I love yeah. it, man. Uh, Disco then says that there's a lot of guys in the back saying that they're the future. Uh, Disco tells him to stay on the bench because he's the future. Then Chris Benoit comes out and says uh, Disco's in the way of the revolution and then challenges Disco to a match. <laughs> Poor Benoit. Disco then says this. You ever notice Benoit's the only one doing anything for the revolution? Oh, yeah, the revolution's in the back cheering him on <laughs> yeah. picture in picture. Tell him about the revolution, Chris. <laughs> Did you mention the revolution? <laughs> Thanks, uh, revolution. Thank you. Why don't you guys come out? No, you tell them about it. Yeah, you tell us about it. We're busy, bro. Yeah, tell them about what we're doing here. You know what? You know what they're doing. They're the revolution. He's the Scott Norton of the revolution. Yep. He's Disco's talking about you. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Uh, Disco then says, uh, "Benoit, you're gonna get yourself a Brooklyn tushy kicking." Tony, did he? Uh, did he just say tushy? Can we say that on TV? <laughs> Imagine the standards and practices if you couldn't even say tushy. Yeah. I'm going to give you a honey kicking. Um, you can't talk about beer on TV? Yep. Uh, this ma- So our next match was Benoit and uh, Disco. A back-and-forth match. Disco hits a far headbutt for the win. This match alone was just showing off the grit of Chris Benoit. Tony called it a four-star match. I am not against Benoit defending the title against a person like a disco on yeah. a random nitro because it you're showing he's a fighting champion mm-hmm. you don't want to blow a big money match but just a disco okay so like buff feels completely out of place and so is disco yep. it's just like yeah what are you doing mm-hmm. why why are you Benoit should be wrestling someone better than you yeah and not giving this much offense to you either like a canyon, perhaps. Canyon, Kidman, Ray, Eddie, Saturn, Malenko. Malenko. I wouldn't say Conan. He's been on par with, with this go. Conan's you know been be, in You know who'd be the perfect U.S. title match for Benoit on a Nitro to prove he's um, that level and legit? Bam Bam Bigelow. He's a big guy, but he can go. Mm-hmm. He can put over Benoit. He's got the cachet. That's my pick. Mm-hmm. Here at NoSellerEntertainment.com. Yep. So let's move on to our next match. This is Barry Windham with Kendall. 
and Bobby versus Goldberg. Which theme song tonight? Well, it's rap is crap, but without the lyrics. Yep. So then, why? <laughs> I, but you, but you, I hate lyrics. <laughs> thank God for Barry Windham. There it is. Did you see what Barry Windham did, though? No. No. Multiple times on the way to the ring. There's no lyrics in the song. He's like, we need our lead singer. Where's our lead singer? That's right awesome. into the camera, like That's multiple excellent. times. Where's That's our awesome. lead singer? Is he wearing yellow gloves? Nope. Nope. Well, then I'm out. But he wasn't wearing the Cats Stars and Bars ones either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a uh, Goldberg comes out to his new music. Uh, so the match goes this way. Under a minute, Goldberg destroys all three men. So you mean it went exactly like it should have? Yes. So uh, that push for the West Texas Nordics. Over. Not, not looking good. I will say this. Barry Windham's a big boy. Yeah. Goldberg had some trouble getting him up for that. Uh, yes, he did. And That's, that was with Windham jumping for him. They uh, they like to gloss over that fact a lot about Goldberg. He um, is not as strong as he pretends he is. Nope. He is not. Mm-mm. It's a lot of uh, gimmick, shall we say. Like, yes, sir. I mean, I mean, in all fairness, Barry Windham, that's a like, hunk of meat. But I've watched Luger pick up the giant like nothing, and yeah. Goldberg struggled. Struggled. Mm-hmm. Well, let's struggle through this match, as it's our ninth match on Nitro. NWO members Norton, Vincent, <laughs> and Horace versus Harlem Heat in a handicap match. Let me get this straight. <laughs> Harlem Heat had to defend the tag team titles. And the only way to make it fair (laughs) is to give the NWO an extra guy. Or it's Vincent. So, yeah. That's that's a handicap match for the As somebody somebody who loves those three letters, (laughs) Um, I was a sad boy. uh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Is there a bit... Has there been a bigger fall from grace for a for an overact? That well, as like soon as the they dying die. days is Horace Hogan, Vincent, and Scott Norton. Well, in all fairness, on January fourth, they took anybody worth a shit out of the black and white colors. Oh yeah. my um, god! So yes, oh my is. god! So we get a handicap match here. Stevie uh, Ray is going to do a gorilla press slam on Vincent, but Vincent slips. Keeps and Ray keeps holding him up and just shoot, like body slams him. That was to me was actually more impressive strength wise than Goldberg because yes. I was like, that failed halfway through and he kept it. He had to catch it. He yeah. was yeah. like, uh, nope. Um, That's Steve- another thing people forget: how strong and he was. big yeah. Stevie Ray was big. is. Uh, Stevie Ray goes for the big boot on Horace, but uh, at this time, it's no- a Hogan move. Yep. Can't do that, brother. Sorry. Uh, well, he well he's supposed to. Uh, Stevie Ray. Yeah, I don't like no brother doing my new brother. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so what happened? So Vincent throws Stevie Ray off the ropes, and he gets big boots. Uh, Vincent. However, Scott Norton was supposed to hit Stevie Ray. So what did they do? The same spot. <laughs> so St- so Stevie Ray boots him and goes, "Get up!" And then Vincent throws him, and then Norton hits him in the back. And then all of a sudden, Brian Adams runs down like a demon. Formerly second in command comes out and attacks the NWO, and the ref just goes. I'll allow it. <laughs> Why would it because be a demon? I, he, just, he just came out like a demon. He liked, I understand Brian Adams likes to rock and roll all night and party every day. He, he you know. <sighs> was he showing Horace his love gun? Might have been. 
For his girlfriend. What are you insinuating? For his he girlfriend. Was made for loving. <laughs> for he he did a he jumped over the top rope to the ground. Thought it might have been a cross body for his girlfriend Beth, but Scott moved out of the way. Well, I, I heard him on the way out saying, "Beth, I won't be home tonight. I'm fighting the boys." <laughs> yep, and he was the NWO. I mean, he crushed the spot. <laughs> uh, Booker T uh, hits a top rope <laughs> drop kick on Horace as Stevie Ray then makes the cover for the win. Nobody's gonna. Get- yeah. Nobody will get our mini kiss references here. Not, not many. Uh, let's go. Devin, around. do you get them? Let us Devin know. doesn't know who Kiss is. <laughs> let's kiss this match now because it's our tenth match of the night. Rick Steiner versus Brian Knob. Why? We've already surpassed the pay per view. Why? Way. With Jimmy Hart. Uh, Steiner looks hey, like. Hey, hold on. With Jimmy Hart. Where the fuck was that hardcore shit that he fucking oh, wasted time yeah, for yeah. for nine weeks? No. Well, remember Finley got kind yeah. of amputated. But <laughs> after that, he kept saying, hey, show up for this yeah, regal, thing. Regal? Then they, no. re- they rebooked the, the yeah. card. Nope. Damn they it. added the revolution yeah. versus the rednecks. That's what we got instead. God damn it. Uh, Steiner looking like he's going half speed tonight. Uh, uh, Steiner, don't say. He's taking on Brian Nobbs. Steiner whips uh, Nobbs with the uh, dog collar and chokes him with it. Nobbs uh, hits a body slam, and B- Bobby yells, "Hey, finally a wrestling move!" Uh, Tony then goes, "This is <laughs> Tony Schiavone." Goes, "Yeah, this has been a train wreck." <laughs> He's not wrong. Crowd is chanting, "Boring." Uh, also not wrong. Jimmy Hart hits Nobbs with the dog collar, which busts busts uh, Nobbs open. Yeah, it does. Steiner hits the Steiner bulldog for the win. Another act that doesn't belong ninety nine. Jim Brian, fucking art. I was gonna say Brian Nobbs. Brian Nobbs. Uh, yeah, this was not Fuck. good. This yep. was bad. So let's move on to photo stills. As it's uh, no, I lied. It's it's the video. It's of the savage the match. Savage match of Dennis Rodman and uh, Man. Macho Man. Odd. That they we would get just give that away. We get video trumpet. instead of photo stills. Let's move on to our next eleventh match. Yep, not the main event. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Saturn. Uh, Saturn hits a springboard moonsault to the outside. We This is a Nitro special. Back and forth match. Ref bump. Canyon comes out and shoves Saturn off the top turnbuckle. And looks like Bam Bam was going to do the greetings from Asbury Park. Canyon gets on the turnbuckle to celebrate. However, Shane Douglas, instead of doing picture in picture, decides to do get off his ass and do something. <laughs> well, I mean, Ben was on the ring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Douglas runs down, shoves Canyon onto Bam Bam, and Saturn wins. Bam Bam attacks Saturn until the other members of the revolution come out and make the save. God damn it. Yep. <sighs> Let's go to our main event. Sid gets his match versus Hulk Hogan for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Sid jumps Hogan as he's entering the ring. Sid hits a leg drop, and Hogan gets right up. Hogan gets a chair during the match and hits Sid with it, and uh, has Sid go. That has Sid go into the crowd. Not that vaunted Hogan oh, chair shot. I mean, he laid it in thick. Yep. The uh, Rock was like, "God damn, Hogan, calm down." With the Sid, chair re- shots. Sid repays the favor by hitting Hogan with the chair and throws him on the announce table. Sid grabs Tony's water bottle and then sprays it with Tony. Tony has a red cup in his hand and goes, "Fuck you!" and throws <laughs> yeah, it back into he Sid. Throws it back. It's like, what the fuck I loved is going it. on? I was like, he threw it back at yeah. him. Sid, yeah, Tony's like, I'm not having it. Sid, <laughs> ch- Sid choke slams Hogan in at one, two. He pulls Hogan up, and Tony's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Tony's had enough, man. He's like, Hogan hulks up. The crowd, uh, as he's hulking up, the crowd looks towards the stage. 
Hogan hits the leg drop, but here been comes. Been to a WWE show before. Yep. Hogan hits the leg drop, but here comes Rick Steiner and attacks the Hogan. People are now throwing drinks into the ring. Sting comes out, makes a save. Important to note, by the way, Bell hasn't rung yet. Nope. Bell has not rung. Ref's allowing it. Hogan hits a leg drop on Rick Steiner for the one, two, three. <laughs> so, now, first, <laughs> he hits the leg and covers him. And the ref's like, what? Okay. Oh, oh. okay. And then he goes down. Then Tony goes, Hogan beat Rick Steiner, not Sid. The streak is still alive. What the fuck is happening? Okay, this is booking 101. If you have a match where neither guy can lose, don't book the match. It's like first day shit. My, my favorite thing so far is the what? <laughs> All right. Why couldn't you just have Hulk Hogan defeat... Rick Steiner in a title match. And that way, Sid's streak is never in question. Right? Mm-mm. <sighs> what the fuck? Yep. Uh, then we have Sting saying in the camera. And I know who booked that, by the way. That's straight up Hogan. Oh, yeah. Uncensored 95 beats Vader in a strap match by pinning Ric Flair. Woo! Uh, we, see, we end uh, Nitro with... Um, Sting saying, I'll see you in Vegas. I mean, that sets up a big-ass fucking match next week, though, for Vegas. Yeah, no, it's a big match. I mean, it's like... Which is smart, because next week is a very important week in the history of pro wrestling. You have a Mm pay-per-view with SummerSlam. Yep. The next night, a huge night with Nitro, and then, of course, the After Effect. But Thursday, SmackDown debuts. Friday, ECW on primetime national television debuts. So, I mean, it's a big week. It's a huge week. So, let's, uh, we'll move on. So, since Heat is no longer on the network right now, I have up the results. And I I would like to go through this, I tried, brother. I tried. Uh, Can we go through this? And I'm really disappointed. I I will not lie here. August 15th, 1999. Okay? Yeah. Here are your matches. First off, there's three dark matches to this. Three darkies, huh? Yep. Oh, what? (laughs) Three dark matches. As soon as I said, I'm like, (laughs) not what I meant. Hey, Trump lost. We're going to do that anymore. (laughs) Not what I meant. Okay, okay, okay. First dark match of the night. Kurt Angle defeated Skull Crusher. Second dark match. Prince Albert's... De- Skull Crusher? Yeah. Uh, Prince Albert defeated Derek Dukes. Ooh, I know him. That was an old AWA jobber from the 80s. Derek Dukes. Okay, so I got a Derek Dukes story if you want to hear it. I okay. do. Over and gone, yeah. 1989. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start story. Derek Dukes is a young African-American gentleman. So, of course, he enters a feud with the South African apartheid racist Colonel De Beers. Checks out. Who refuses to wrestle him because he doesn't want to sully himself with a dark-skinned uh, man. And, but eventually challenges him to a match where if Colonel De Beers wins... Like, Colonel challenges him? Yes. Okay. 
where if Colonel De Beers wins, he gets to paint Derek Dukes white. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they booked it. <laughs> and he lost. But then they didn't do it. <laughs> Damn it. But yes, Vern Gunn. <laughs> Uh, what the fuck? The next, <laughs> the next dark match, guys. Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys ending in a double countout. God damn it. The main event for the dark matches, guys. Stevie Richards defeating Midian. Stevie Richards? You mean yeah. the main event of WrestleMania 20? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. So let's go to Sunday Night Heat. Okay? Is Stevie Richards part of this company yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, Just now. Here, here is your uh, five matches for heat. Christian and Edge defeating Funaki and Papa Chulo. Al Is Snow, Papa Chulo. And Funaki. And uh. Funaki, yep. <laughs> First of all, hold on. Why do you have a luchador named Papi Chulo when you have the Godfather? Yes. Okay. Uh, the next match is Al Snow defeating the Blue Meanie. I thought you were going to say the Blue Blazer. No. <laughs> Blue Meanie. It's Blue Meanie. <laughs> Kane defeated the Big Show by DQ. On Heat? Okay. That nope. got Meat with Terry Runnels defeated Jeff Jarrett with Deborah. Jesus oh, Christ, dude. Holy fuck. And your main event for Sunday Night Heat. The Undertaker defeating X-Pac. Sure. Yep. So let's move on. Let's go, let's move on to wow. uh, Monday Night Raw in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, August sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine. It's the Go Host Home Show to SummerSlam. Go host. Go host. Um, we got a recap from last week. Uh, Raw China becoming the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Triple H comes right out to the ring, and he wants and he wants China to come out. Triple H is pissed off. He he let uh, let her bask in his glory. It's an honor for him to be standing. Uh, he's like, let me. I want you to bask in your glory. It's an honor for me to be in the ring with you. Triple H then brings up what they've done together. Hey, you know that time? I thought this was really weird because they kind of venture into the fact that they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. which has never been like. Broached on TV until right now. Yeah. yeah. So he brings up, you know, like, hey, remember, remember when you got yourself into the Royal Rumble? What did we do? We went out and celebrate. I got you a limo. I got you flowers, and I filled up that limo with flowers. Remember that time I let you peg me in that limo? Mm-hmm. M- remember when you qualified the King of the Ring? I bought you a ring for that. My favorite part of that is like, yeah, but. How come you're not mentioning that interview two months ago where you said she qualified for King of the Ring because you couldn't be bothered to be in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H asked China to give him the, the number one contendership back for the WWE Championship. He wants uh, he wants to have it. You know, hey, if you want, uh, let's have a match for it. You know, me and you one on one. Like, you know, come on. He's China, such a typical man. China says no. Triple H gets in her face and reminds her reminds her that if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't be here. She's a no good bitch. Typical man. Start um, off nice. Remember this? None of this. Uh, Give me what I want. No, you fucking bitch. None of this uh, would work. Would be here for you, China. If it wasn't for me, I brought you here. Give me what I want. Triple says that uh, Triple H says that uh, he's not asking anymore. He's demanding. Ooh. 
And he's telling her to, uh, you know, he's taking Somewhere it back. Somewhere where Z is hard. <laughs> and China, Finally a wrestler from the future. China says that uh, he doesn't have the boss to fight her, and she leaves. He's and gone. then JR goes, I guess we have a match tonight between Triple H and China for the number one contendership. I wasn't, uh, yeah. Uh, we get backstage and st- weird. We see Stone Cold showing up, and it looks like he's fine after the uh, the accident last week. You know, I kind of think I missed the business before the Monday Night War stories when everybody who wrestled was in the building when the show started. Right? Not now. Also, guess what? I show up late. You know who also just showed up, guys? Chris Jericho. He's showing up. He's wondering where the stage is at, and Jared's like looking for the stage. He was confused by the line. Let's go to our first match for Monday Night Raw. Road Dog versus Al Snow with Pepper the dog. Uh, Pepper so sits with Lawler. Guys, we have a normal match here for a little bit. It was weird for for what's been happening with Al Snow and Road Dog hardcore. I wasn't doing it. No, uh, ref. I don't watch Al Snow matches for normal matches. Yeah, we get a ref bump. Uh, Road Dog's in that the shake, rattle, and roll punch segment, and the ref's directly behind Al Snow. I'm like, oh, he's going to get punched. Mm-hmm. He does. Bossman runs down, hits both men with the nightstick, and put Road Dog on top of Al for the win. Speaking of just showing up, hey, uh, hey, you missed the part where the dog pissed on Jerry Lawler. Of course, uh, assumption. Uh, we go backstage and we see Big Show and uh, Undertaker walking through the hallways, and we see Chris Jericho going to the hairstylist, and she's asking if he want if she want if he wants her to fix it, and he's like, "I have the most popular hairstyle in Europe, <laughs> you know," and you wouldn't even know that. Where's the stage? I'm looking for the stage. Then we go to the back to the ring as The Undertaker and Big Show with Paul Bear come out. Uh, Undertaker goes, hey, guys, there's a tag championship match tonight between X-Pac and X-Pac Kane versus the Acolytes. Who cares about that, that? because at SummerSlam, we'll be beating them for the titles. <laughs> Doesn't matter who wins. The winner will be facing us. Undertaker says a story about how... <laughs> go ahead, I- and then Undertaker goes on this long story about Please Big Show. Please tell sh- us the story, Joe. I have it somewhat written down. Uh, Undertaker goes off on a story about how Big Show and him were driving motorcycles in the desert, and Taker wanted to know how Big Show would handle it when the bike runs out. So they filled the gas up halfway. Um, Taker asked him what would happen when your, ba- when your bike goes out. Big Show says, I'll stab him in the back and I'll take your bike. And Taker's like, too bad for you, sucker. I don't sleep. So Taker drives off. And he goes to the brim of the desert. Two days later, here comes Big Show walking up with like snakeskin covers and, and carrying his carrying bike. bike. His back. You find out that, you know, what Taker saw was Big Show being cold-blooded. So Taker says, at SummerSlam... Uh, SummerSlam will be no longer known as that, but it'll be known as Armageddon. Go ahead. I, I, you want to say something. I, this is one of those promos I remember vividly from really? childhood. Vividly from childhood. I kept wondering when I was going to get the, he came back from the desert with a snake around his neck carrying his Harley. I, I cannot even begin to tell you how much I remember this promo. I did not know what happens next happens in this promo, but I remember this incredibly well. My thought the whole time, back then and now, was Taker's cutting a Coke-fueled 80s Hogan promo. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So he's doing that, and then 
a countdown begins as Chris Jericho comes out and it interrupts them as all three men are not amused at all that Jericho comes out. Jericho call, comes out and says, calls them boring. You just spent three minutes on a dumb story and it's boring. And uh, as he said, they couldn't come up with one good sentence in that segment. So he had to come out and save this segment. Uh, the only thing scary between the two of you is making the people change the channel. Raw is Roar is dead. Now it's known as Raw is Jericho. Raw is Snore is dead. No, Raw is Snore? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Undertaker says uh, he doesn't know who he is. Undertaker says that Jericho has peach fuzz on his goatee. And Undertaker has more shower time than Jericho has matches. Mm-hmm. So back-to-back weeks that Jericho got to interrupt a big name star for WWF. Yeah, and one of them went over fantastically in the back. And one did not. He got nuclear heat for this. Really? Taker was not aware this was going to happen. He wasn't clued in. That's why he looked really pissed off in the ring. He was not okay with the whole you're boring, blah, blah, blah. Apparently he hadn't seen Jericho shtick before. Apparently he didn't watch last week with The Rock. Hmm, it's like a big guy Goldberg, apparently. Yeah. Um... He, he got nuclear heat. Well, for being a locker room leader, Taker's a little fucking bitch, isn't he? Jesus Christ, Because as dude. soon as Taker has a problem with it, Vince has a problem with it. God damn, man. Um, between that and Triple H having it out for Jericho from, the, from day one. Because I, I get it. You're on the cusp of getting to the main, but you're not there yet. Just because you have a match with Austin and SummerSlam doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And this guy comes in with that debut, working with The Rock like that. That's a serious threat to the position I've worked really hard for. Yep. So I'm going to politic my ass off mm-hmm. because he's just a WCW guy. He doesn't know how to work. He can't work. Which is funny because he was also a WCW guy. Right. Yeah. Let's not work. worry about that. Yeah. Like terrorizing that locker um, room right now. So, yeah, no, this got... This did so much harm for Jericho in the short term. Uh, it's ridiculous. What well, sucks, because this is the last we see of him tonight. Uh, he is great on the mic, man, but he is fucking great in the ring. How about we just, you know, put him in the fucking ring at some point? Would be great. Well, that's literally the least important thing to, to Vince. So, you know, like, oh, uh. Fuck, man. So then we go to commercial, we come back, and we go backstage, and it's Jericho talking to Fink. About how he's here to save their jobs and Fink is a stooge. Jericho. I'm here to save yours too, Howard. Can I get you a drink, Mr. Jericho? <laughs> Let's go to our next match. The second match of the night, guys. Winner takes all for the number one contendership for the WWF cha- uh, title. Triple H versus China. I'm surprised here. They had a match. Um, I thought something would be fishy in the beginning. Uh, That's later. Yeah. You can see that Triple H is hitting China, but he's easing off on all the punches and kicks. Saves the rough stuff for the bedroom. Yep. Uh, China throws Triple That's kind of how he works, though. He doesn't work very stiff. Yeah. Yeah, he's more. He's, he's a lot. That's kind of how he works. Until this moment here, I think this was China's best one on one match so far. Makes sense with the, uh, the person she trusts the most. Yeah. I don't know how that would change. Yep. <laughs> so Triple H is thrown over the top rope to the outside by China, and here comes Mankind out of nowhere and attacks Triple H. No music. 
Love that. Yeah, big yep. fan of that. Mankind throws Triple H into the ring uh, and then hits him with steel steps. China covers her him for the one, two, three. Mankind chases Triple H off with uh, the uh, chair. Mankind then goes back in the ring. And it's promo time with Mankind with China in the ring. As Mankind goes off, like, hey, I've known there's been sexual tension between me and you. <laughs> oh, fuck, uh, man. They both showing off revealing outfits and all. Uh, he begins to say that if she has the testicular, the over, uh, ovar, oh, ovarian, or, no, it's like overlogical fortitude, <laughs> ovarial logical fortitude to give him a title a shot at that number one contendership. Uh, mankind asks the crowd as he gets on the second turnbuckle for the noise and she low blows him and China says that means no. And I love the part that mankind's on the ground. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> God damn it, boy. He's funny here. <laughs> uh, China gets on. I've noticed the sexual tension for years. And he's been doing he's been doing that for a while, too, that sexual tension between the two. Uh, China gets to the top of the stage, but here comes Shawn Michaels. i got to be honest. This is, I was like, God damn it. Fuck, man. Uh, Shawn says he's out here not to piss her off because every man... Uh, that she that pisses her off. She hits the her, hit them in the nuts so hard up the throat it goes up their throats and makes them cough. Cameraman cuts to mankind saying that's true. Uh, so HBK then says he's fond of mankind, so he makes a match tonight of him versus China for the number one contendership. All right. God damn it. Uh, our next match is Tess versus Steve Blackman and with his little bag of weapons. We find out on Heat, since we didn't watch it, Shane has challenged Tess to a love-her-leave-her match at SummerSlam. Um, during the match, Shane comes up. Doesn't make sense. Tess has said for a month he wants to beat up Shane McMahon. Why the fuck would Shane McMahon challenge him to a match? Babyface, baby. I don't know. Because if Shane wins, Tess has to leave her. And testing, and I come up with that program. You know, yeah. I'll tell you what, I want to kick your ass so much, I will leave the woman. I love to do it. If I leave, leave yeah. Uh, Shane comes down to strike. Oddly enough, Sting had to cut the promo for him. He it. did, it's yeah, weird. weird. Suck it. Um, Shane uh, comes down. On Nitro, no less. <laughs> Hogan, I will take that match. And hey, test. test. Shane wants to challenge you. <laughs> I mean, that would have been like, what's happening? It was a really weird segment. Mankind wants to be number one contender, China. Give <laughs> yeah. the match. Sting, I'm fond of you, Mankind. You got a match. I'm fond of Mankind. Give him the shot. <laughs> what if he Cactus said Jack, that? Cactus Jack's a little bitch, but Mankind, I'm about that what guy. I'm he, fond of Cactus. Give him the what shot. If, what if like Sting does like a line like, you know, I'm fond of Mankind, and everybody should really give him a shot to be number one. Next week, like, if Sting says bang, bang, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be awesome. Shane gives, uh, gets, gives Blackman a uh, kendo stick and hit test with. Sh- Shamrock comes out and attacks Blackman until Shane hits Ken with the sh- uh, with the kendo and Ken no sells it. Attacks Shane. Blackman then attacks uh, Shamrock with the kendo stick. Shane then steals the kendo stick from Blackman and attacks Tess with it. Tess is uh, being held up by Steve Blackman and then Shane does the baseball swing with the kendo stick to the ribs, and they take multiple shots at. Test. Well, this was an overbooked mess. Yeah. We go backstage with Michael Cole with Stone Cold. Stone Cold says he uh, that everybody's here. Everybody here is on his hit list from last week because, you know, he doesn't trust anybody. Whoever hit him with the cinder block, he's going to find out. They, uh, Cole brings up, hey, who do you think, who do you want to face at SummerSlam? 
I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. If it was Triple H, I'll beat him in 10, 15 minutes. If it's China, five seconds to five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And if it's Foley, yeah, I'll still beat him. Is that sexist? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not wrong. I mean, he will beat her. But it's not wrong. It's on brand. Uh, backstage, hey, guys. The, I knew that was coming. The Rock just showed up. Of course he did. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Every segment, someone has to show up now. So let's go to our WWF Tag Team Championship match of Kane and X-Pac. Once again, they come out to that mix intro. Fucking love it. Versus the Acolytes. It's an all-out brawl to start the, the match. Undertaker and Big Show come out to watch. Kane goes to the to the to do the top rope clothesline, but has to wait for Bradshaw to try to run up it to do a superplex. Shane, uh, Kane shoves him off and then hits him with the uh, clothesline. Farouk with like a quick power slam on X-Pac. Like, holy shit, that went like, whew. Uh, it's a back and forth match between both teams. Uh, Bradshaw focuses on uh, the neck of X-Pac. Uh, Kane chokeslams Bradshaw for the win. Acolytes attack Kane after the match and then double powerbomb X-Pac. You know, that, uh, that entrance is awesome. Mm-hmm. At the time, and they were never going to do it, but the, at the time, there was this fever pitch and this like ground swelling of support on like line and like wrestling fans in general that Kane was going to come out in a black and green outfit. I, I do recall this. And we were like, we were just, every week you were just waiting for I it. I do recall this. Uh, Pritchard talked about it. Wouldn't it have been so awesome? I get why they didn't do it. His whole gimmick is the Hellfire and Brimstone, red and black. But like one time. But Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah. man. Just, like, oh. I, I remember this because I even see like, you know, there's online photos of the, like the yeah, Photoshop. Photoshop. There's pictures of him from that time where someone's Photoshopped the red green. Mm-hmm. And it looks badass. It's like, damn, that would have been cool. Yeah. Xbox has gone red too. Yeah. 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 I mean, he does. Uh, we go backstage with Hardcore Holly telling somebody, when I, uh, you need to shut up, and if I, when I call you out, you better get ready. <laughs> and then later on, guys, we're supposed to watch a British Bulldog. He's back, and we get a sit-down interview with JR yeah, with his wife, about- Diana. However, guess what, guys? Uh, that's not on the network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. It's part of the lawsuit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, God. The British Bulldog coming back caused a lot of shit with that family at that time. Um, he was not well. He had almost died in the hospital um, from the injury in WCW, and that's where he was fired. He was in the hospital bed when he got fired. Yep. Um Let's be honest. I'm going to call a spade a spade, and I'm going to say what I believe to be the truth. Owen Hart doesn't die. Vince McMahon's not hiring British Bulldog back. No. He's got no use for British Bulldog, especially in that condition. However, excellent PR move. Mm-hmm. If members of the family are willing to sign with you, then it shows you're not really complicit in the death of Owen, throwing out Marshall's shit. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting, and both sides are using each other because British Bulldog is deep in the throes of drug addiction because of that injury. His wife is always pushing for him to fucking get a job. She, she ain't going to do it. You know, you want me. <laughs> and, um, and Vince just trying to save face in a very bad situation. But what does Debbie say? PR is good for business. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
It's um, so yeah, I I knew this was coming. I was like, it's gonna be awkward watching this, but thank God we didn't. I just mean the run in general. I'm surprised um, they left a little promo in too. Yeah, they probably it, like I said, probably those can. aren't wrestling fans working at the network. Yeah. So we get that little promo, but hey, Bulldog's back, but we don't get to see the promo. Speaking of a promo, here comes Hardcore Holly. Yes. Holly says that the, that the WWF has put him in a corner, and he does not like that at all. Holly took it upon himself to find a super heavyweight <laughs> and got himself another one. God damn it. So he brings out his cousin, Crash Holly. Hell yeah. Crash comes out with the swagger of Hardcore. Wearing his tights. Wearing his tights, coming out to this theme music. Haircut. Haircut. Oh. However, Crash is a little bit smaller. He's a super heavy, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you're talking about, bro. I apologize, he Crash. He's like 6'10, 420 pounds. Crash takes the mic and, you know. 7'4 if he's an inch. Being <laughs> that cocky, going, you know, hardcore, step aside, because Big Show and Undertaker, you got a new, cha- new problem with me. <laughs> I just love the fact that like, Hardcore's like, hey, shut the hell up. Means like, Crash's like, hey, pal. Easy up, champ. Like, slaps him on the face. And then they begin to brawl with each other. <laughs> I fucking lost it here. Because this, this the the ego that they put on Crash. Like, hey, hey, bud. I'm here now. And I'm in charge. I love it. I forgot how fun. Early crash and hardcore oh, art. Uh, they brawl. <laughs> them fighting Holly cousins. Yep, they fight through the crowd, and that's the end of them for now. We go backstage with Cole and Mankind. He came back uh, because he wanted revenge on Triple H. He says, uh, he tells China to bring her ovaries to the ring because he's going to bring his guys. Then we see Stone Cold getting a cup of coffee. I'm going, I'm going to inseminate you. Yep. <laughs> well, our next match is once again. <laughs> The number one contendership of the WF title. God damn it. Mankind versus China. We cut backstage and we see Triple H being held back by security. But we get this multiple times um, because that was the main focus of the match. Uh, as Triple H comes down, distracts China, and Mankind puts Mr. Sacco on China and gets the pinfall. Uh, Triple H runs in and begins to brawl with Mankind. Uh, Triple H attacks Mankind's new knee. I guess. HBK gets the ring and tells China and Triple H to leave the ring. HBK announces that Mankind is the new number one contender. Then here comes Shane McMahon as the owner. He says, I promised Triple H that I wouldn't get into his personal business as long as he's the number one, con- number one contender. However, there's some conspiracy theories going around. Like, why isn't he not number one contender? Because he lost the match? Yes. <laughs> so Triple H, uh, so Shane makes the match of tonight. For the number one contender, Triple H versus Mankind, as Shane would be the special guest referee. HBK says, you know what? I'll grant you that match, but the match will be a no-holds-barred, falls count anywhere, and he will also be the special guest referee. Let's go to the fun stuff, though. The the Holly Cousins are fighting still backstage, (laughs) and they're on top of a semi. Uh, Crash body slams hardcore on the semi. He goes, you okay? And Holly goes, I'm fine. And gets up and supervises him. And he's like, stay down. (laughs) What is happening here? I love this so much. I was conflicted. 
Because the hardcore Holly stuff has been so good. Mm-hmm. Now, I know uh, at the time, Bob Holly was pissed about this. Really? Well, yeah, this pretty much signaled the end of his push as a singles dude. And it's the highest he'd ever gotten. He was fi- he was feuding with Taker and Big Show theoretically, yeah. and now he's it's gonna be a tag team. So he was pissed, and it took him. He said it took him a while to come around to it. But he said Crash was such a good guy, and it was so fun doing this shit with him that it didn't take too long I, to just kind of be like, all right, this is I, fine. I just love the two segments we had so far of them. It's uh, it's one of those things, right, where. It's kind of the old the old adage in wrestling, like they might hate they hate the creative. Once they're like in the ring, it's kind of their solace, and you could tell they were having so much fun doing this. It I was just, great. I just love the ego, the, both men's ego. I like, got it now. Crash is like, I'm better than you, and, and I just like, love like I'm Holly, fine. Punch his face. <laughs> like, <laughs> Crash is like, I'm better than you, and Holly's like, the hell you, you are. It's funny uh, that like interplay reminded me of a UFC fight maybe a year ago. Uh, I think Glover Teixeira and Anthony Smith. And Teixeira, I mean, is beating the fuck out of Smith Mm -hmm. to the point where Smith's face is, like, gushing blood onto the mat. And in the middle of the fight, Glover goes, hey, I'm sorry about this. And and Anthony Smith, he's going to just fucking ask me. He's like, nah, it's part of the game. And he's getting his fucking head caved in. (laughs) It is the greatest thing. Uh, You know what they need? Because I'm the database. I look behind the scenes. They need their cousin to show up. Mm, you know, I think so. She can bring peace. She. I, that, Intel tells me there's a female Holly cousin, but I'll worry about that later. We'll find out later on. But these two, they can't keep fighting like this. That's it's I crazy. Hope I hope not. I hope they have a match at SummerSlam. I won't lie. <laughs> I pray. But I, I just don't know. feel like it's fucking Peter Griffin and the chicken. Yeah. Just all through town. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we see Mr. Ass backstage. We see Triple H and Shane talking together. Shane saying Triple H better win. Um, Shane says uh, his guarantees always come through. So, and then we get a Mr. Ass promo. Says that there's been something. There's something wrong with his ass because of some some treatment. Um, Rock uh, Rock's face will look worse than his ass at SummerSlam. Then here comes the Rock. Uh, it says that uh, at SummerSlam. Uh, Rock gives the day what Billy's day will be at SummerSlam. Uh, Billy's going to suffer from diarrhea because The Rock uh, says that uh, he's one big piece of chicken shit. Uh, when Rock, when, wait, but okay. when Billy, uh, when Billy's music hits, it's going to go. I'm an asshole. Boom, boom. Rock's going right. to lay Billy's candy, a- uh, lay at the SmackDown on Billy's candy ass. Uh, Rock then brings out the the masseuse. That Billy had on GTV last week, and it turns out that the uh, lady uh, massaged Billy's gun's ass with poison ivy, and then he tells her to take her pancake ass back to Chicago. Not only am I not feeling this feud at all, this was a terrible rock promo. It's a terrible segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rock then does a play-by-play of what he's going to do to uh, right now as he's going to rock down the aisle, make fun of a camera guy, uh, get in the rig, and then they begin to brawl. Uh, Gun then grabs a kendo stick and starts hitting the rock with it. Gun goes, uh, they they're back in the ring. Gun goes, if you smell what the ass is cooking, and shoves Rock's face into Billy's ass. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, Good use of The Rock. Uh, backstage, we see Cole with The Rock, and Rock says he's going to make Billy's guns uh, famous at SummerSlam, and he's going to make him kiss his ass. Cool. Here comes Stone Cold to the ring as he's joining commentary for our main event for the number one contendership for the WF title in a no-holds-barred Falls Count Anywhere match with Shane McMahon and HBK as your special guest referee. Triple H versus Mankind. I will say this. I did love the fact that Shane and HBK would fight with each other like children. It's the only part I liked about this match. Yeah. Um, they fight up the ramp, and then China comes out and attacks Mankind. Uh, Triple H attacks Mankind's knee. Uh, Triple H throws Mankind in the steel steps, and Mankind flies over the steps. Once again, oh, Triple I hate that spot. God damn it. It looks so painful. Yeah. Fuck, man. Uh, Triple H attacks the knee again. Uh, Triple H puts Mankind in the figure four, and Shane says he gives up and he's going to ring the bell, but Sean stops him from doing that. Uh, they fight through the crowd. Triple H uh, tries to use a chair, but HBK pulls it away. Shane and Michaels get into it. Mankind hits a double-arm DDT while that's happening. Mankind goes for Mr. Sacco and puts on Triple H, but Triple H back suplexes Mankind on the chair, they were fighting with. Both men land on it, and both men put an arm over each other. Shane and uh, HBK do the three. One, two, three. Shane raises Triple H's hand. HBK raises Mankind's hand. They tell Tony Chimmel to say who won. So he gets to the ring and said that both men won the match, and both men are the number one contenders. So at SummerSlam, guys, it will be a triple threat match of Stone Cold versus... Mankind versus Triple H for the WWE Championship with Jesse Ventura as the special guest referee. Uh, Shane tells Stone Cold, uh, mocks him, and then Stone Cold punches Shane. Mankind and Triple H are brawling into the ring with security trying to break him as the champion. Stone Cold just walks by and walks up the ramp. And that is how we end Raw. I hated everything about that ending. Oh, that is such a tired trope in WWE. The double pin, triple threat. Hated it. <coughs> Personal opinion. You could not be coming into this pay-per-view colder if you tried. Like, this should have been a slam dunk. Especially with WCW laying up on their pay-per-view. This should be a slam dunk. And this go-home show, to me... It was terrible. Yep. More on that later. <laughs> Let's run down. Let's mark out no self for 1999 SummerSlam. Summer I was Fest. shocked to look. Sunday Night Heat is just a video, a uh, bunch of vignettes for the pay-per-view itself. There's no matches. They just do video breakdowns of every fucking match. Oh, God. Interesting. We start off the night with a singles match for the WWF Intercontinental and European Championships. D'Lo Brown will defend against Jeff Jarrett. No. Nah. Nah, someone? Not when Jarrett you loses the meat. You didn't say anything about puppies. So. Yeah. Tag team turmoil match. Huh? To determine number one contenders for the tag team titles. That is where two teams will start, and then one gets pinned, and another team comes out until all teams have come out. Here are your teams. Edge and Christian. 
the new brood. Midian and Viscera. Draws and Prince Albert. The Acolytes. And you heard it. Them fighting Holly cousins. Marking out. Marking out. <laughs> I'm marking out for them. Hardcore match for the hardcore title. Big Boss Man defends against Al Snow. I'll mark out for I'll mark it. I like the last one. They did. Uh-oh. 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 WWF women's title match. What? Ivory defends against Tori. No. Nah. What? What? Yes. That, that happens. Wow. How about a Lion's Den weapons match? <laughs> Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman. It's a hard no. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Lover or leave her Greenwich Street Fight. Test battle Shane McMahon. Sure. Yeah, why not? Tag team title match. Kane and X Pac defense against the Unholy Alliance. Big show and Undertaker. Yeah. I'm okay. I'll go with that. Kiss my ass match. Nope. The Rock versus Billy Gunn. Now we're good. Nope. Triple threat match for the WWE title. Jesse Ventura, your special guest referee. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind, and Triple H. I want to mark it out for this match. Yeah, they are same. giving me every reason not to do so. Yeah, agreed. There I'll isn't slightly, a single I'll thing slightly. you just read about that that makes me want to mark out. I'll slightly mark out. I gotta go no. I'll slightly. Uh, Mankind is a completely unneeded. I super don't need Jesse Ventura. Um, and they've managed to convolute the fuck out of Triple H being in it. Yeah. Nah. We hmm. good, fam. All right. You realize just based off that, we marked out way more for Road Wild matches? Correct. We did. We did. So, guys, what was the better show? Nitro or Raw? Uh, Nitro. Fuck. Nitro. Uh, let me think. Three number one contendership matches on Raw. Raw. Raw had the Hollies. Damn, the Hollies were great. Besides the Hollies, in my opinion, this is one of the worst Raws we've seen all year. I mean, this was terrible. I actively only enjoyed the Hollies and Jericho. Yep. Same. Uh, yeah. There was not a segment I enjoyed more than that on Nitro, though. Well, see, but we, we both dug Sid a lot. So I there's something, hated uh, that there's something in Raw that I liked later on in the award show. Interesting. So... Let's see. So two out of two and one for yeah. the ra- for that. Let's go to the ratings. Well, we all know how that's going to play. Yes, I know. But let's see how bad. <laughs> let's go back a week, shall we? WSW. Going into Road Wild, a 3.1. For WWF, it was 6.4. The day after Road Wild, WSW, they went up. Shocking. 3.3. Okay. Uh, WWF went up 6.6. <laughs> so... Yeah. So let's move on. Let's go to the award show time. Let's start off with best match. What you guys got? I got out of left field. Okay. You guys sitting down. I'm sitting down. Benoit versus Disco. I actually enjoyed that match. <laughs> just fucking weird, dude. We just crushed that dude for like 20 minutes. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. That's actually my pick as well. God uh, damn it. We always do it. I got right. a hot take. 
No, and I don't. Then, and then one of us agrees with it. Uh, yeah, no, that to me was the best match of the night. Gross, by the way. Yeah, I'm not happy. Fucking hap- gross. I'm not happy about it. I am going to Raw. My match of the night. Triple H China. No. The Acolytes versus X-Pac and Kane. I thoroughly enjoyed that tag match. It was a good match. Yeah. I've seen it a bunch. I just, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it for this one. Been one disco, man. I <laughs> never. God damn, guys. What? what were, <laughs> uh, question. What was your worst match of the night? Which uh, one? There were a plenty. ICP um, and Public it's Enemy. ICP. Ah, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> I'd like to pr- try to produce some sort of hot take, but nope. that's easily nope. the worst match. Twenty-four hours later. Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who is your MVP? I know mine. Mine changed in the middle of the rundown. Mine while we were talking about it. yeah the Hollies. Mine said, "Destroying the first hour, give me what I want." Power bombing uh, La Parka on a bag of popcorn. God damn it! Mine was Sid. Mine All was Sting. But I ch- during as we're talking about, it, I changed it to the Hollies. Hollies were second place for me, but it Sid just because of the. For me, it was like Corey wants to go Sid. He wants to go Sid, no, but he wants I, to go Hollies. I, I want to go Hollies. It's been Sid the whole time. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Sid, but the Hollies are just, yeah. they're right there. It, it, it's, Ooh, they're right there. It's the fact that Sid comes out and destroys everybody for the first hour. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. I don't want, and it's just him going, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. I. Hated it. I thought it was fucking terrible. I enjoyed us talking about it so much. <laughs> guys, guys, listen. I don't want to come out here and beat these guys. I don't want to power bomb luchadors on popcorn. I don't want to, but you're making me do it because Hogan, give me what I want. And Goldberg, I'm gonna beat your record. And by this time next Tuesday. <laughs> so yeah, Sid was mine. I was I was marking out hard every time he came out to beat up people. And then when he chucks the keg in the back and beating up Silver King of La Parka, I'm like, yes, this is the Sid we, like, from last week. This is the Sid we need. This is the Sid we need. But then when the icy. That's all we deserve. (laughs) (laughs) You can can live long enough to be the hero or die like the villain, but Sid is the hero we need. Sid is the Dark Knight. (laughs) Sid is the Dark Knight in the darkest times. I know where it all keeps God damn. No, think of, I just thought about something. Where's Lau? It's it's ridiculous. But Psycho Sid cutting that Psycho Sid promo in the Batman mask oddly works. Yes. Yep. Where's the Joker? He didn't know which better. Sid is the hero we need. However, when we have an ICP public enemy match and he doesn't come out, there's something going wrong. That's here. a hill turn by Sid. What a heel turn by Sid in an hour and 15 minutes. But Sid is mine. And Corey's. And the Hollies, close second for us. But for number one for you, Mr. Boople, who is your motive? Oh, uh, that would be Public Enemy. Holy fuck. You're, you're the experienced guys. Yep. Um, you're the guys who are supposed to hold that match together. Mm-hmm. Don't know if anybody told you that. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. I think I can top you. Yeah. The Rock and Mr. Ass. Oh, that was terrible. The worst segment on television this week. That was fucking abysmal. You're not wrong. 
That was maybe the worst build to what is a semi-main in pay-per-view history. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. And a gross misuse of The Rock. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, say, agreed. Whew. You can thank you whatever you want. Like, maybe Triple H isn't up to that level yet, which I think is why Mankind's in this match. Uh, the Rock is so fucking far beyond this. Like, it's better to leave him off this fucking pay-per-view at this point. This is fucking right? terrible. Right? Uh, my motive is Billy Gunn for having Poison Oak on your ass for a week. And that segment. That's terrible. Yeah, that was bad. Yep. It was bad. Yep, 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 yep. Hey, Corey. Yeah. WTF. The This is maybe, and we've watched a lot of bad nitros leading into pay-per-views. For my money, this is maybe the worst go-home show for a pay-per-view this year from either company. This was god-awful, in my opinion. The number one contender bullshit through the night took me out of wanting to see the match at SummerSlam completely. Mm-hmm. Even before Mankind got involved, I'm like, this is enough. We Just talked fucking... about three weeks ago how awesome Triple H's character was. Yeah, you we ruined wanted, it. We wanted to see this match. You know what? You know what this proves, Mike? Them ruining a good thing is nothing new. They've they've made a fucking habit yeah, of it. They had that three week build. Yeah. Gave up on it. Yep. It's nothing new, folks. It's just the co- the company was so hot back then. Didn't we matter. let them get away with it. Um. I am not excited to watch SummerSlam at all, and that sucks because there are a couple matches on there I'm legitimately looking forward to. I, I've said it before. Uh, before I get to my WTF, look at the talent on the card that you read earlier. Think back to whatever the fucking one in February is. St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Think of the talent this recommends. Like, if you had taken half of the sound and put them on that card, Jesus Christ. And this is the fucking go-home show they give us? So mine is that. It's the go-home show. And I wanted to add to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Road Wild again? Yeah. Um, Sturges, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Think of how fucking great that brawl two weeks ago would have been ending this show. That should have fucking been your go-home show. Then everybody would be fucking amped for that fucking paper. Matt, that was literally our collective what the fuck that week Mm -hmm. was how great that last segment was. They're banking on Austin, Ventura, and Foley to give uh, just the fact that they're stars. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be right. Yeah, no, it's going to do great. Which is what sucks, which teaches them nothing. That's why I always say like when things are good, I always try to keep a critical eye and think, just because things are successful right now doesn't mean it's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, a case in point, late 98 WCW. Yeah. That's all. I mean, you just need to go back to that mm-hmm. and be like, okay, things are still going great, but man, you look at the show. It's not good. There's a lot of fucking warning signs here. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying the WF is at that level here. <laughs> but I am saying that they really, in my opinion, man, they really shit the bed on this pay-per-view. And this should be your second biggest one of the year. Yep. Uh, my WTF goes along with Booble with the go-home show for Raw. You have six matches, and three of them for number one contendership. With one, if not three people doing two matches a night for this night. You have six matches, and three of them are with three people. It's such political in nature that this even has to happen. Right. You have Stone Cold, and he does three three segments, and it's one him showing up. 
Two, him getting a cup of coffee. And three, him showing up on uh, commentary. He was terrible on commentary. He had nothing. Don't you think? Isn't it kind of weird? Because Austin's hurt, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he hasn't been able to really add much of anything. No. So, and I get it, he's not in the main event. But if you're 1A biggest stars hurt, the they've f- also done fuck all with The Rock for the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Including even working. Is he fucking hurt? Like, what? I mean... Rock hasn't had a match in a while since uh, Fully Loaded. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? He's been doing promos every week. You have The Rock. You have Austin do that. You have the three matches with the same three people. You have The Rock doing cutting a, doing a promo with Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn gets the advantage going into. So the one person who was doing all of the work to get you amped about SummerSlam was Triple H. Yep. And you've done your damnedest to cool him off over the last three weeks. That is correct. Your right. only highlight, your only highlight of Monday Night Raw, the go-home show, is the cousins brawling with each other. In, in, a, in a comedy in skit. In a comedy skit. That is your only highlight that 6.6 million people tuned in for. Do you think that's a... A negative of WCW being so bad at this point? Probably. Is that the ref can just throw... They can do... They do can, whatever you want. They right? can throw shit at the wall so, and it's going to stick. Their funny, logo is so hot right now. So funny enough, uh, a couple years ago when WCW was at its hottest, there was a couple weeks where WWF was preempted and WCW didn't try. Yep. They were just like, that's fine. We got it. Don't worry about it. Because they were winning that's every true, week. true. Because, I mean, they really didn't try. Look at this. This is the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. They know week after week. No one's watching that horse shit. We don't care. We can do whatever the fuck we want. They're going to buy our paper. They're going to buy our merch. We're going to sell out arenas in 30 seconds. It doesn't matter. Except for if you That's keep true. putting on these shows, eventually people will quit watching your shit, That's called 2020, brother. Uh, yeah. It's called 2002, brother. <laughs> so, yeah. This brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. We are going to SummerSlam. The highway to hell. Wait, that was last year's. What's this year's? An out-of-body out of experience. We're going to have an out-of-body experience on next week's show, the pay-per-view war stories, you can go back and listen to last week's show of the pay-per-view war stories of WCW Road Wild. If you really want to, you can go back and listen to SummerSlams 96, mm-hmm. 97, and 98 as well. That's right. At nosoentertainment.com. You can find all of our podcasts and written words at noso. Entertainment.com. You can find all of our lovely podcasts wherever you find your podcasts. 